Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. After the final buzzer sounds, we're here to wrap it up. Why not? Here's Steph Curry! It's time for Warriors Wrap Up. Wrap up. Warriors Wrap Up is presented by Realtor.com, the home of home search. John Dickinson and Matt Kolsky inside our San Francisco studios as the Warriors lose tonight to the Magic 100-96. The Dubs trailed by 12 in the first half. They would lead by three in the fourth quarter, however, and trailing by four after the Magic go on a run in the final minute. Alec Burks would knock down a three to pull the Warriors to within one, and Golden State would then uh, exchange free throws uh, with the Magic and and had a five-second call, which gave the Dubs a chance. Matt Kolsky to win it on a really well-designed and executed play for Alec Burks to take a left-wing three, but it rimmed out, and the Warriors wind up losing another close one tonight to the Magic, 100-96 to the final. Saw a few nice uh, out-of-bounds plays from Steve Kerr tonight, and that was one of them for sure. Alec Burks got the look, couldn't knock it down, and uh, look, you said, I thought you phrased it perfectly in the pregame when you talked about the Warriors not chasing wins. And I think this is the sort of game where you did your best and it wasn't good enough and it's okay. Is it okay, though? I, I think it is. I, I I asked you this question before the show, and I think it's a fair question to ask listeners. I, clearly, we're we're watching it, and Bulls game notwithstanding, this team can't close. This is not a, a team that can close a basketball game given a lead of less than 10 points in the last five minutes. They can't. Uh, do you care, though? Because not not one of your potential closers is on this roster right now. I mean, who's the closest thing to a closer on this roster? Pascal? Green? Burks? And, I mean, I think you saw exactly how far that gets you tonight. Yeah, and look, I mean, I think Alec Burks was the guy they wanted to take the last shot. Uh-huh. The, the the Magic were really coming after Eric Pascal in the second half, I thought, after Pascal scored 14 of his 17 in the first half. Uh, and Burks had just made a three-pointer that had cut a four-point lead down to a one-point lead. So after they were able to force the, the five-second call down by two. Which is an incredible turnover to force. It was great defense, well played. And look, the Warriors have been pretty good at giving themselves chances to win games late. They just haven't been able to actually execute enough to win the game late. I, I actually think tonight is one of the games where, you know, all told – they they handled they handled it about as well as you possibly yeah. can. They did execute the play. They didn't make the shot. They did force the turnover, which got them that opportunity. And if that's Steph Curry shooting open for a game winning three, you you count it most times. I think. Yeah, and I Clay think Clay Thompson. You know, D'Angelo Russell. I think you have a pretty good shot at that shot when it's Alec Burks and he's your best option. 
I mean, I think that is more telling than the fact that you took an L tonight. 888-957-9570, 888-957-9570. John Dickinson, Matt Kolsky, Warriors wrap-up uh, here on 95.7 The Game uh, as we are brought to you by Realtor.com, the home of home search. Warriors fall to an NBA worst, 4-17 and 17 on the season now, 21 games into this thing as the Warriors will take on the Atlanta Hawks tomorrow night in Atlanta as this road trip continues, stops in Charlotte and Chicago before the Dubs are back home a week from tomorrow night. Uh, But if there's one thing you can say uh, and can continue to say about this Warriors team, it's the fact that whether it's eight, whether it's nine, they figure out ways to compete and remain in the game. Uh, Tonight it was just – Evan Fournier and, and, and Terrence Ross. Terrence Ross, a, a foe that has done the Warriors in when they've had uh, better squads. He did them in again here tonight. One of the kings of bad shots taken in the NBA, but he, he was effective tonight, no question about it. He's a he's an odd body for the Warriors to deal with. Fournier may be in that category as well. They struggle with these long guards right now because they don't have a lot of guards. And... I don't know if that improves a little bit when you get Jacob Evans back, but that's that was one of many things that stood out tonight is they didn't seem to have a great defensive answer for either of those guys. No, and and I think the Magic had two players. Really, I mean, Ross knocked down some open looks, but I think the thing with Fournier was Fournier just more comfortably was able to get what he wanted when he wanted. And yep. I think the Warriors at this point, don't really have anybody. You know, Pascal from time to time, but in this individual game, Fournier was able to kind of dominate it and, and and get to places on the court he wanted to, get easy baskets, and the Warriors found themselves in a position where just the guys that they have out on the court, they don't have players that can go just get a bucket on their own whenever they want to. And I, th- I think that tells you why they struggle to close. Uh, that's... A huge part of closing basketball games in the NBA is having one or two guys who can go get you one when it bogs down. And Fournier was able to do that for the Magic tonight. And, I mean, I think that's largely the difference in what we saw on the floor. He he was better in the first half, but his fourth quarter, three of five, two of three from three, eight points, that's, that's what you need to close. Bounce back game for... Glenn Robinson III, yep. after a rough shooting affair Friday night in Miami. Tonight, Glenn Robinson III, 8 of 16. He knocked down three three-pointers. He goes for 19 points. It looked uh, an awful lot like the Glenn Robinson we've, we've come to know here recently. Uh, if anything, Friday night was an example of where Glenn Robinson, and we talked about this on Warriors Live, he had the Jordan Poole-like game where he couldn't make a shot. Jordan Poole had the Glenn Robinson-like game where he knocked down a handful of threes. Tonight, it was more back to normal with Glenn Robinson going for 19. And boy, Jordan Poole, after probably his best game as a pro on Friday night in Miami, he was awful tonight. Uh, 0 for 8, 0 for 4 from 3, 16 minutes, uh, a lot of not close misses. He avoided contact on a, on a drive where he easily could have got to the free throw line at, yep. at one point. Uh, and he, That's the most discouraging thing to me. He just looked not comfortable out there after the belief kind of being that he got the monkey off his back a little bit with a good game on Friday night. Yeah, and I mean, I think the reality of his situation is it's going to be more than one good game 
to get the monkey off his back. Whenever it happens, it's going to be about stringing three, four games together in a row. And we're just not close to that right now with Jordan Poole. And to your point before the game, with Jacob Evans on the horizon and D'Angelo Russell hopefully not far behind, that that might come in G League games. I mean, it, I think one not just viable but actually kind of appealing option with Jordan Poole is him getting back on track against lesser talent. And, and that could happen at the G League once you get Evans and Russell back. Because I think you've seen enough from Kai Bowman and Alec Burks and Glenn Robinson are both experienced veterans. You add Evans and Russell to that sort of backcourt rotation, and I'm not sure you need Jordan Poole at the NBA level. Uh, another game for Kai Bowman where didn't shoot the ball great, but his his fearlessness, his edge, his energy, uh, I think did help guide this Warriors team back into the game. Yeah. Uh, and after they fell behind by 12, especially in that first half, he was one of the reasons this thing wound up tied at the half and continues to be somebody that, you know, doesn't have to score to be felt. And Marquise Chris as well. I mean, 0 for 2 from the field tonight, but blocked a couple shots, was active defensively, rebound the ball. I, both of these guys, Bowman and Chris are probably the two most exciting guys for me on this team. All respect to Eric Pascal, who I'm still not quite sure what to think of because I expected like a, a lighter version of what we've seen. It's just surprising to me that he's been able to push through the fact that he's the team's best offensive player and still do this. Uh, Bowman and Chris are out of nowhere for me and really Spellman too, but I honestly think if Kai Bowman and Marquise Chris are my ninth and 10th guys next year, I'm feeling great about the Warriors' depth. So watching them have a positive effect without big scoring outputs, it's important because hopefully next year this is a team where guys like Chris and Bowman are not going to be ever asked to have big scoring outputs. They're going to be asked to affect the game with defense, with rebounding, with smart basketball and I'm seeing that from both of them and it's it's exciting John Dickinson Matt Kolsky Warriors wrap-up brought to you by realtor.com the home of home search 888-957-9570 888-957-9570 if you want to weigh in on this one as the Warriors dip now to four and 17 on the season they'll head for Atlanta they'll take on the Hawks uh, for uh, game tomorrow afternoon, which you can hear on 95.7 The Game. It's on to Atlanta and then Charlotte and Chicago before coming home as the Warriors continue just to rapid fire go through the schedule after the first couple of days of the season. Uh, the Warriors uh, at this point uh, still with the worst record in the NBA. And, uh, you know, they've had some chances to win some could games. Change that tomorrow. Yeah, I mean, you could flip it right there if, if you – push your way up into the you know five and 16 range and the and the the Hawks lose to fall to four and 17 obviously that would that would flip it being a half game off with those guys yeah I haven't played the Knicks yet that's right. um, but for it, what it's worth yeah the Atlanta Hawks most recent win was November 12th so it has been a long time for them yeah it really has it really has, and that was a team that I think they, you know, they thought they were going to be better. They lost John Collins. I know they lost uh, at one point. They lost Trey Young early in the season for a couple of games. 
He's played really well, though. And the problem he's come back and played well, and they just haven't had much. I mean, the problem has been that they have no depth, and they're terrible defensively too. Yeah, I, uh, that doesn't I mean, help. Yeah, they're giving up about 119, 120 points a game, I think, too. Yeah, yeah. So eight 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 nine five seven nine five seven zero. It's John Dickinson and Matt Kolsky. We're going to hear from Steve Kerr, hopefully. Uh, We're also going to hear from players in the Warriors locker room uh, as well. We got your call of the game, all of that, and much, much more here coming up. It's a Warriors wrap-up on 95.7 The Game. Now, back to Warriors wrap-up on 95.7 The Game. John Dickinson and Matt Kolsky. We're brought to you by Realtor.com, the home of home search. 888-957-9570, 888-957-9570. If you want to react to the ball game tonight, Warriors lose in Orlando. Magic beat the Dubs 100-96. to So the Warriors, after winning the ball game on Wednesday night at home against Chicago, they hit the road and head for Florida, and they are 0-2 in the first two games of this five-game road trip. A good night for Eric Paschal, a bounce-back effort from Glenn Robinson III. Uh, Draymond Green uh, played 23 minutes, and they, they used him sparingly. It was almost the first six and last six minutes of each half for Draymond Green as he winds up playing 23 minutes, uh, 11 boards, in this one, or uh, I'm sorry, 11 points in this one to go with seven assists and four boards. The good news on the injury front, Matt Kolsky, sounds as if Kevon Looney is going to come back tomorrow in Atlanta, but with the second of a back-to-back, according to the reporters out in Orlando tonight, Draymond Green off the 23-minute night uh, is likely to rest tomorrow night. Interesting. Uh, he had a big wrap uh, on his right ankle, I know a couple of the, the reporters there sitting courtside tweeted out a picture. Uh, this was in the second quarter before he came back and finished the first half. He also started the third quarter, but then again sat out uh, from the middle of the third until the middle of the fourth. So again, just under 24 overall minutes, and it was basically six, 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 six. If you want to go, f- you know, for the the four shifts for Draymond Green tonight. Yeah, and I asked Anthony Slater before the game how much he expected us to keep seeing this sort of minute output for Draymond Green because he's just – we don't even really know what injuries are troubling him the most at this point, but he's got several. And, you know, like we keep saying, chasing wins are not – is not going to be the priority for this team this year. And I wonder if Draymond would even be active if they had a full roster. Because you're if he's 70%, it's tough to play with eight. So you're going to you're going to take him as your ninth. But it, when when you're giving Draymond minutes in a way that makes it clear it has nothing to do with what's going on in the game, you're really just trying to buy a few extra minutes so that the other eight guys don't play too much, right? I mean, that's what that is. Yeah, and to your point, and look, he he helped them down the stretch. I mean, he is somebody you'd want to have on there. If Again, chasing wins is probably too strong, right. but he is somebody that you'd want to have on the floor if you're trying to win 
a ball game, period. And the yes. Warriors had put themselves in a position where the game was close enough to where if Draymond Green was going to have another shift, he'd be able to, you know, fulfill that shift and, and finish the game and try and give him a chance to win. To your point, though, tomorrow, now that you've got one more body, That's right. and we were talking about who's going to lose minutes because Kevon Looney is going to come back, and you have to think Kevon Looney is probably going to be on a similar type minutes count. I would think so. It looks like this is just going to be a one-for-one swap, at least from tonight to tomorrow. And I think that's about right. Here is, I think, your definitive stat if we're talking about this team's ability to close games. Uh, From Anthony Slater's Twitter. Warriors have been in nine tight games late this season. They're now one and eight in those nine. And are a cumulative minus 32 in 28 clutch minutes. That That's probably the difference between one and eight and at least, you know, three and six or something in those games. Four and five. Something halfway respectable. And I think that comes down to a lack of, like we were talking about last segment, sort of go-to scores. And I kind of asked the question on Twitter, and, and I think we can ask it to people here if they want to weigh in at triple eight nine five seven ninety five seventy. Obviously, this is an issue. I mean, one and eight and nine close games, minus thirty two and twenty eight clutch minutes. But does it does it matter? Because none of the guys you're going to be expecting to close games when you're a competitor again are are available right now, with the possible exception of Draymond Green, who is never going to be asked to close games with his scoring. So you don't have any of your end-of-game scorers even available right now. Uh, People have some different takes. Uh, JB says it doesn't matter. They don't have a full team. So so who cares? But I, I think Paul makes an interesting point. A couple of people have made this point. MFT. Learning to win is important. And I, I just don't know if it counts as learning to win if you're if you're talking about guys who aren't going to be there when you need to win. Yeah, learning to win would be more important if, let's say, Kai Bowman was your you know number five overall pick, exactly. who's going to be your point guard of the future. If you had high draft, if Kai picks, Bowman was Trey Young, that's right. You know, and you were the Atlanta Hawks, who the Warriors are going to see tomorrow, and you're trying to win games. Uh, you know, and learn how to win that way because you believe that this player is going to be a franchise player for the next decade, Yeah. then I think that would be something that would be more important. Uh, I also think if you just project, I mean, look, next year, I mean, who's going to be on the court down the stretch in close games? It's probably, and, and look, this is just the, the bluntest, most honest way to put it, Matt. Uh, in a perfect world, it's going to be Steph Curry, Clay Thompson, Draymond Green, probably Kevon Looney mm-hmm. as the fourth, and a small forward that isn't currently on the Warriors roster as the fifth, or maybe Eric Paschal. But only Eric Paschal if you've done pretty big things to upgrade a couple other positions, whether it's via draft, via trade with D'Angelo Russell. Like the Warriors have a lot of assets to make significant improvements beyond two future Hall of Famers coming back to them to start next year. I I mean, we keep kind of throwing this out. Well, you know, could Kai Bowman or Marquise Chris be a ninth or tenth guy? But I I, I think it's easy to forget as we go through this season and we have some long nights that, man, the level of, of, we'll see what the level of improvement is in terms of record, but the level of talent add 
like the added talent value that this team should have from what it looks like today versus what we expect it to look like in October 2020, it could be about as massive as any offseason any basketball team has ever had if you're counting Steph and Clay as additions, essentially. All right, we're going to get to our Steve Kerr press conference coming up here momentarily. First, though, let's go out to the phone lines, and that's where Mike in Oakland checks in here with John Dickinson and Matt Kolsky on Warriors wrap-up on 95.7 The Game. Hey, Mike. Hey, you guys. Um, good to talk to you. I was just listening, and you said, is it important for, like, you know, some of the guys who wouldn't be shooting these shots if all the team was there? And I'm going to say yes, and I'm going to tell you why. Just like the situation we have right now where uh, all the players are hurt. So if you have guys who can play well, on the bench, then you don't miss the guys as much. So that's the whole development phase that we're talking about here is you want these players to be able to fill in if someone gets hurt, if someone gets tired or low management, for whatever reason. And it's, to me, it's very important to have the players together. That's my comment. I'll listen to you, what you have to say off the air. Well, I guess the first thing I would say, and it's not crazy what 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 he's saying. I mean, that makes sense. I mean, you want him to get experience, but it's the result, though. Right. I'm is, not sure. That's where I disagree yes. a little bit. So the first part is I'm not sure the result dramatically affects the experience. But maybe more to the point, if we're talking about guys playing significant minutes next year, the guys who played... 28 plus tonight. Pascal, uh, let's call it 24 plus. Pascal, Cauley Stein, Robinson, Burks, Bowman. Of those five, I don't know how many are going to play 30 plus minutes at all anytime next year. I don't think Willie Cauley Stein will be on the team. Glenn Robinson, doubtful. Alec Burks almost certainly won't be on the team. Kai Bowman will likely be in a, a very much a reserve role. Like, yeah, you want to develop guys. And hopefully Jordan Poole is learning something. And guys like Chris and Spellman and Bowman hopefully will develop and, and be available as end-of-bench pieces next year. But if we're talking about guys who are going to be playing a lot, I mean, maybe the only one in terms of development is Eric Paschal. Because Draymond Green, like... It, He's been through it. None of this experience is meaningful to Draymond Green. It's really just, I guess, Eric Paschal, and hopefully you can get something next year out of guys like Poole and Bowman and Spellman and Chris, but that's they're not going to be big-time determiners of your fate next year. Yeah, the experience in terms of being on the court and actually going through playing all of these close games, I think there is a benefit to that. I'm just not sure how much the ultimate result really matters exactly like here's a text from a nine they executed the play right alec burks missed the shot so exactly. to me that is almost when you look at tonight that's a net positive and you look alec burks has been in the league since 2011 so yep. alec burks is you know it's not like he's gonna hesitate to take the next shot or anything no. like that it's and he's just, not the guy you're trying to develop anyway exactly right? so, so here's a 925 texter this is an opportunity for those playing now to audition the warriors haven't had much of a chance over the last six years to play young additions and that to me is more the point and they're not really auditioning for the roles they have right now right this is like these are a bunch of of guys getting starring roles in community theater right now and we're watching to see which one of them might be a fit for Broadway down the road. But, like, 
playing Hamlet in community theater might earn you a spot as, you know, the, the seventh member of the cast on Broadway. It's not getting you Hamlet on Broadway. Does that make sense? Yeah. So if Eric Paschal and Kai Bowman show me in the worst of circumstances they can have a positive effect on the game, then I can sort out where to use them in the best of circumstances. But if circumstances are good, none of these guys are getting the level of responsibility they've had this year. 888-957-9570, Call of the game coming up. It's Warriors Wrap-Up brought to you by Realtor.com, the home of Home Search, John Dickinson and Matt Kolsky. Warriors, they get beat tonight by the Magic 100-96. to Let's go ahead and hear from the head coach of the Warriors, Steve Kerr. Our Steve Kerr press conference is brought to you by Kia. Coach, I feel you guys have separated yourself in the past couple of years because you're high IQ and being ahead of the curve. How do you feel that helps you overcome some of these challenges and these adversities going forward? Um, I'm not sure it applies to, to this year's team. I, you know, this year's team, as it's constituted right now, uh, Draymond's the only uh, person left from, from the last few years. So um, this is a brand new challenge, totally different set of circumstances. So I think the continuity um, is important organizationally. Uh, that's why Draymond is so important to us. Um, we're trying to maintain um, the things that have been important to us, what we've built. And that, that means practice habits. It means uh, how we conduct ourselves, how we how it feels to come to practice every day, what our guys are, are working on, what they're doing. So I feel good about the process, and I'm, I'm frustrated that we're not getting the results, but I'm, I am confident that we're going we're gonna to get better. You look at Chief Hardman. The other night they were down double digits, took it to one in six before you got him blown out. But tonight, you know, you guys were up one. They went on a run down the stretch, and they you know, kind of had another chance for five seconds. Are you liking how their energy is considered? Yeah, yeah they, they compete every night. I thought we competed against Miami the other night, you know. Um, we just kind of ran out of gas and, and played against a team that was knocking down shots from everywhere. Tonight was a, a really good fight. Um, we, we competed. We defended like crazy. I think we held him, held him to 40% shooting. We couldn't do that with anybody in the first uh, few weeks of the season. All right, so Steve Kerr there uh, with his thoughts on this one. Again, that brought to you by... Kia, the Warriors lose to the Magic 100-96. to uh, the, the one thing that, that we have seen really game in, game out, with the exception of maybe two games. And they were both early. It's, you know, th- well, the one Dallas game on the last road trip right. where they got beat by That's 48, true. and the game in Oklahoma City that very first weekend of the year, that, that Sunday afternoon game, I think it was the first road game of the season. Very ugly. Uh, that was very ugly. But other than that, the, the Warriors have, even in games where they've been down 20, it's been like the Miami game where they, they trim it down, it gets to single digits, it kind of lives around 10, maybe they wind up losing by close to 20, but they at least fight and show some semblance against a team that's just dramatically more talented than they are to 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 try and hang in the game. That's been, for the most part, the worst-case scenario, aside from a game here, a game there. There's been a lot of games, I would say over half of the, the 21 games now, probably 12 or 13 or even 14 of them, that have played out closer to the way this game has played out. And that that is a good sign given – 
how little talent the Warriors overall are putting on the floor that they're still in position to win a lot of these games. In, in essence, Matt, what I'm what I'm saying is the way that they've played in a lot of these games has got to, if you're the Warriors and, and a Warriors fan, you got to feel really good about how seamlessly it probably will be to get back to being a good basketball team once you add the talented pieces that are currently out. That's how I feel about it, certainly. And I think if you watch a lot of NBA basketball, like I know you do, J.D., when you see a team that is this consistently overmatched, because the Warriors go into virtually every night as significantly less talented than the other team, right? I mean, I don't think we've seen them face an equal in terms of roster talent. The fact that they seem to execute well on a semi-regular basis and compete hard almost constantly, that's kind of remarkable. I mean, by NBA the Bulls game is a pretty good example because there's a team that blows this Warrior team out of the water talent-wise, but they're poorly coached, and they don't always play hard, and they do dumb stuff, and the Warriors controlled that game basically start to finish just by playing hard and playing smart. That's the sign of a well-coached basketball team that cares. And that might not sound like a huge accomplishment for a team that's been in the finals five straight seasons, but for this roster, it actually is a gigantic accomplishment. Well, and and look, the, the Magic, you know, they're a team that's a, a little bit banged up themselves, but they've been a disappointment. Mm-hmm. They are, I think, a pretty well-coached team yep. under Steve Clifford. They play D. But they consistently don't play hard or smart and the Warriors are able to hang in this game you just start working your way backwards a little bit look Miami's well coached they're talented they got young players on the come like that's just a that's just a night where you're probably gonna lose yep Uh, the Chicago game to your point uh, a a team that's you know a mess a a big time mess and And, the Warriors are able to win that game way more talented than this Warriors roster just not even close and they're a complete and utter mess and, you know, Oklahoma City wasn't playing very well on the road. The Warriors hang in that game. But when push comes to shove down the stretch, they've still got players that have won playoff games in their career. That's right. Guys like Chris Paul and and Dennis Schroeder and Steven Adams that yeah. that are able to, to guide them through. And that's why you see a 13-0 run at the end of that game. Utah, uh, a team, you know, the Warriors have no business going into Utah at this point and winning a game. Jazz take their foot off the gas a little bit. Warriors are able to come back and and have somewhat of a chance in that basketball game. And ultimately, but, Mark uh, Mike Conley's too good, right? But of course, Mike Conley's too good when Kai Bowman is the answer. Of course, he is. And I think that that's what it's hard to keep saying these things again and again and not get frustrated. But unfortunately, the circumstances haven't changed, so I'm not sure our reaction to the results should change either. Yeah, the results are, look, Alec Burks, the the only thing I say to that is, and look, Alec Burks, there's going to be a night where the Warriors are probably going to run a similar play or the same play, and Alec Burks is going to knock down a shot against somebody, and the Warriors are going to win the game. But the, the one thing I will say to that is... You know, the Warriors are, if they keep giving themselves chances, you you can't worry about the the, the, the ultimate end result. I, no. I really don't think that you can. The one thing you do want to see, though, is you got you to gotta every once in a while have the shot go in. 
And, yeah. and, and, and you know, you got you to gotta win. And maybe it's not that shot, but you got to win one out of every, I don't know, three or four games where you have an opportunity to win them. Otherwise, you start to worry about some of the feel-good vibes that this team has built up starting to maybe go away a little bit. Yeah, and honestly, you know, we talked before the game about the way Jordan Poole addressed the media after arguably his best game of the year on Friday, and, and that was that's the biggest concern to me is if a guy like Jordan Poole can't figure out how to enjoy his best game of the year in a loss, as time goes on, that will become problematic for individual players. But I think also we can kind of watch it, and the vibe still seems pretty good as far as the whole team goes. And, you know, if they stretch into a 10-game losing streak and the vibe starts to fall apart, then, yeah, that's when you say, boy, they really, now you do feel like you need a win. But short of the team, I mean, honestly, short of the short of Steve Kerr and company losing the team, losses don't, they just don't matter. John Dickinson, Matt Kolsky, Warriors wrap-up brought to you by Realtor.com, the home of home search, Magic 100, Warriors 96, the final tonight from Orlando. Orlando now 8 and 11 as the Warriors drop to 4 and 17. Eric Paschal, 17 points. Uh, he continues to lead all rookies in total points this season. Uh, Willie Cauley-Stein, first double-double of the season for Willie Cauley-Stein. 11 points, that's the seventh time he scored in double figures. He did have a season-high 12 rebounds, but you pointed out uh, an aspect of Cauley-Stein's game tonight that, that you did not uh, like despite a couple of positive numbers. Well, I mean, he's minus 11, which is bad especially when you lose a game by four. And I got to say, I this was a, yeah, you had a, you had a good statistical game, but it felt like you hurt the team sort of performance for Cauley Stein. And he gets pushed around way too much down low, especially in a game tonight where, <laughs> I mean, if Aaron Gordon and Kem Birch are pushing you around, I can only imagine what it would have looked like with Nick Vucevic out there. That... <laughs> That looks to me like 40 points for Nick Vucevic, the, the way Willie Cauley-Stein played. And he thinks way too much about offense. I, I, these are all the things that we were told by Sacramento people, and, and you for that matter, when he was signed by the Warriors. And maybe it would be different if he was part of the team he expected to be part of. It's, it's hard to say. Yeah. But also, if a guy's been one thing for four or five years and – comes to a new place and is the same thing i mean whatever the circumstances it's it's hard not to look at the guy instead of the situation i'll, I'll be honest willie collie stein fell out of favor in sacramento and you know he he fell out of favor in sacramento for a lot of the reasons that you know we've seen in his play in the time that he's been a member of the warriors i think he joined the warriors thinking that it was going to be easier yeah on him. And unfortunately, the injuries quickly made it even harder. I think he thought, okay, the Sacramento Kings don't want me around. Well, I'm going to go to the Golden State Warriors and I'm going to play with all stars and future Hall of Famers, and they're going to make my game easier. And I'm going to look like a much better player with them than I did with the Sacramento Kings. And then I'm going to turn to the Sacramento Kings and say, you know what? Y'all are a joke. This is another guy that you let get away because you didn't know how to use him properly. And for the most part, a good portion of the league would buy that because yep. that's been the narrative for players there for a decade and a half. 
Now, the reality is, to your point, he comes here. He's not playing with Steph Curry uh, and and, and D'Angelo Russell with, yeah, exactly. and, and others. And it makes it harder for him to really put a consistent imprint on the game. And now he just looks lost, I think, on a lot of different nights. I mean, there were a couple of plays there where he is just nowhere to be found as the Magic are grabbing offensive rebounds in the final few minutes of the game. Yeah, and, I mean, one of his buckets tonight was a turnaround fadeaway baseline jumper that's just a terrible shot. And another one was a ball that he tapped back in that's backwards right. totally after he got luck. stuffed. Yeah, and, and then, you know, you look at even if he – like, I just don't need, especially on this team, where there are guys who I'd like to see development from, the last thing I need is Willie Cauley-Stein pulling up from 18 feet with 20 seconds left on the shot clock. It's just there's way too much. Way too many times he catches it outside the paint and looks immediately for his own offense. And that's been something that was a problem uh, going back even to the yeah. four years where he was with the Kings. 888-957-9570, 888-957-9570, call of the game coming up. We're also going to hear from Glenn Robinson the third. a nice bounce-back game for him. As the Warriors wrap-up rolls on, we're brought to you by Realtor.com, the home of home search. Now, back to Warriors Wrap-Up on 95.7 The Game. John Dickinson, Matt Kolsky. Come on, Nash. Blew it, it, blew it again. Nash blew it again. Nash. <laughs> Warriors lose to the Magic 100-96. to Golden State now 4-17 and on the season. 888-957-9570, Still time to sneak in a couple of calls. We'll, we'll have your call of the game coming up. Nobody won the call of the game on Friday Ooh. when it transitioned to Warriors this week, yesterday. So uh, the pot, when it comes to the Schroeders, uh, is up to $100. Tonight, the seventh time the Warriors have lost by six points or less on the season and uh, the Warriors lose by four to the Magic. Uh, typically a team with any semblance of talent and or uh, competence can be about 500 in games like that. I I'm not saying that the Warriors have been, you know, completely incompetent or anything like that in, in a lot of these games, but it, it, it goes to show you they, they trend toward the middle, and for whatever reason the Warriors – uh, I, I think playing with eight, nine guys and, and not a lot of talent is the biggest reason. They just haven't been able to get the job done uh, in, in a lot of these close games, regardless of the talent level on the other side. Yeah, but it's just so hard to keep saying these things at a certain level, but I do think it's more impressive they've been in that many games yeah, than it is disappointing totally. they've lost them. No, and we all – look – you think when Stephen Curry goes down on October 30th and then D'Angelo Russell, we find yeah. out, isn't going to play for a couple of games and then Draymond Green's not going to play for a couple of games. There was a three, right. four, five-game window where it was like, wow. I mean, they're lose they are literally losing everybody. So you got— Literally, it was like if nobody else better get hurt tonight or they're not going to be able to start the game on the next game. Eight, nine players. Yeah. Okay. And it's, as you've said— so well, the wrong eight right. or nine, but it's the eight or nine players. 
And it's also with the gut punch of you lost Curry. So any hope of being a playoff team is pretty much out the window at that point. It's not even, you know, it went from, yeah, the Warriors could maybe be the seven or the eight seed in the West to Bob Myers is up in Portland looking at James Wiseman, like in the blink of of a day. Right, it, that's it, what happens when you have a back-to-back MVP get hurt. You know, so uh, you know, I, I think when you add it all up and say, "Wow, the you know the gut punch of dealing with all of that and who the Warriors have actually had to put on the floor," you you have this picture of what you think it's going to look like. Right. And I've said it, and I'll continue to say it. I thought there was going to be a lot more games like the Dallas game or like the game in Oklahoma City that first weekend over the course of the last month, and it just hasn't been there. And I do think the Warriors have, to their credit, won a couple here and there to where it keeps stoking that fire to where there isn't a complete loss of competitive spirit, if you will. Yeah, and I don't know if I expected more games like Dallas or OKC, the the ugly one, but I definitely expected more like Friday, where, sure, they competed and they even came back from a 20-point deficit at one point, but... But was it really? Were you they really in it? No, they yeah. basically lost by twenty. I mean, it ended up being seventeen, but I don't think the Heat scored in the last three minutes. So that I expected to see a ton of, and I really did not expect to see very much of. Look, in the last five games, they're one and four, but other than the Heat game, they're in every single one of them. Yeah, and four, and four point loss to Utah, three point loss to OKC. They lose tonight by four. And then the win. And then the one win, which, yeah, was not a game decided by six points or less. No, they win that one 104 to 90. And that and, wasn't misleading. They controlled that game start to finish. Yeah, and you, and you look at the wins that the Warriors have had. You know, they've, they've won by 11. They've won by nine. They've won by 19. Mm-hmm. And then they've won by 14. That's not all that crazy because typically teams that really struggle to get wins – they have to win by in that 8 to 12 plus range because if the game gets close enough for the other team to steal it, a lot of time the other team steals it. And we can go right back to that Anthony Slater stat is 1 and 8 in close games or games that were close late, and then I believe it was minus 32 in 28 clutch minutes. And that's, again, far more an expression of talent than of anything else. Bounce back game for Glenn Robinson. He goes for 19 points on 8 of 16 shooting, his third highest scoring output of the season. And Glenn Robinson met with the media after this one. It's tough closing out games in this league. You know, I think it's a learning experience, but um, we just we just got to watch the film. We got to execute. I thought we did execute uh, the last play. We got a defensive stop. Um, but with that being said, you know, I think that, uh, you know, it was a close game the last three, four minutes. If we take some great shots and um, get some pretty good looks and, and get some things rolling, that way we won't be in that position. You think it's a young guys when, like, the defense is turned up on the other side? They probably used to be yeah. Yeah, it's, 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 a, it's a different notch, you know, in, in, a, in the fourth quarter. You know, I think that um, it's just different from the rest of the game. You know, I, I think just it's just a learning experience. Uh, we don't give up. You know, I think that, that that's something that you can't teach. You know, I've been on teams before, um, you know, in Philly when they were real bad. And, 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 you know, not to say that we didn't have that fight every night, but, you know, it's tough to bring that sometimes, especially with every, all the other noise going on. Um, man, it's it's uh, very blessed, very blessed to be able to do it. Um, her watching it, you know, you don't get a, not a lot of people can say that their their father, their dad played in the, in the league, you know, and that's something I want to continue to do is, is just uh, do it for her. Did you have a little bit more motivation considering that yeah. you know you missed 0 for 10 in Miami? Yeah. Back 
Uh, yeah, I just tried to say to play the same game, you know, um, be aggressive. You know, Steve encouraged me after that game. Uh, he brought me to the side sideline just uh, when I came out of the Miami game. He just told me forget about that game. Uh, on to the next one. I've been having a great season, and um, you know that's the things I talk about, the small details that gives me confidence that he does. You shot 50% from the field, 8 of 16, 3 of 6 from the three-point line. What was your plan today? Yeah, um, just let it fly. You know, um, like you just said, I went 0 for 10 last game, but don't let it bother me. You know, I, I'm on a team. Everybody encourages each other, and uh, we try to have fun and, and, and just let it fly. Have fun and let it fly. Glenn Robinson III, his daughter in attendance in the uh, arena tonight in Orlando. So good vibes there as he uh, bounces back from the 0 for 10 uh, to score 19 points as the Warriors lose tonight by four. Let's get to our call of the game. It's time for the call of the game. Brought to you by Metro by T-Mobile. Burks over to Pascal. Cross-court skip Draymond. Finds call. He's in the lane. Blocked from behind by Isaac. And it banked up and in. They tipped the ball off and it went in. He was trying to get it out of the hands. And all of a sudden he passed it up and it just trickled in on Perfect English. Collie Stein gets the credit for the hoop. That's one of the most fortuitous baskets I've ever seen. Yeah, one of the luckiest <laughs> shots right. you'll ever see go in the basket. Know the call of the game tomorrow with Jolo and Dibs at 9.30 here on 95.7 The Game. And if you can correctly identify what we just played, you'll win $100 to Schroeder's Restaurant at 240 Front Street in San Francisco. Call of the game brought to you by Metro by T-Mobile. The best deal in wireless. Uh, John Dickinson, Matt Kolsky, final minute here on 95.7 The Game uh, for Warriors wrap-up. Glenn Robinson III continues to talk about the good vibe around this team and the encouragement from the other players, him and Burks and others. It really seems like they all like being here, which is a good sign when it comes to piecing things together for next year and beyond. I I, want to just quickly hammer home how much of a career year Glenn Robinson is having and how impressive it is that he's been such a steady force. His 46% from the field is very nearly a career high, but he's shooting literally double as many shots as he ever has before. So shooting near a career high field goal percentage while doing that is very impressive. He has barely ever shot better from three than he is for this Warriors team. He has never shot this well from the free throw line. He has career highs in offensive and defensive rebounds. He has a career high assists, career high steals, career high blocks, although it's not particularly impressive, and quite nearly double what he's ever averaged scoring output-wise. And some of that is more opportunity, but there's just not a lot of guys who have this little opportunity this far into the into a career and get it and then succeed with it. It's it's really impressive. Yeah, and we've talked a lot about Alec Burks. We've talked a lot about Spellman, Kai Bowman, but Glenn Robinson the third on a team that really is void of wing bodies yep. with his body type. He's played really good defense, too. He's played really well, and he's somebody that I think the Warriors are going to want to have, have a look at for, for the, the coming years. Here. Yeah, and I just wonder, if you trade guys like Robinson and Burks at the trade deadline, would they consider coming back? I think answers like tonight tell you they probably would. Maybe they would. Yeah. All right, that's going to do it for us. Uh, Thanks to Arden, and thanks to Alex uh, as well. For Matt Kolsky, I'm John Dickinson. Uh, We will be back tomorrow. Kolsky, I know you're back with Damon and with Ratto at 2 o'clock, and then we are on the air at 3 o'clock again with Warriors Live before the Warriors take on the Hawks. Winnable game tomorrow. Raiders Rewind is coming up next here. 
uh, on 95.7. The game, Warriors, they fall to the Magic, 100-96. Good night. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can waste another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can conquer it. I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. Any road. The steeper, the better. Because my all-new Santa Fe is available with H-Track all-wheel drive, so I can hit the trail without a worry in the world. Heck, with three rows and best-in-class rear cargo space, I can pack the whole family in with all our gear. We've got available dual wireless charging for our phones, so we'll never lose touch with civilization, and we won't lose touch with the primordial power of Mother Earth. So which is it? Waste the weekend or do something a little more epic and conquer it in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey.